0: A welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I am your host, Max Mosier, here with you again. We're grateful you're here. Thanks for joining us, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of your podcast routine. I'm here today with only one other Infinity Bro. Uh, he was on last week's mini He did so well, we're bringing him back. Infinity Bro, Jarrett. Jarrett, Welcome.
1: Hello, friends. Uh, Yeah, since it's just you and me, I'll try to bring uh, enough energy to cover for whoever our third would be, so I'm here. I'm ready to do this. Let's rock.
0: Yeah, normally we have two, three, four exponential more people. This is an Infinite Bro podcast, so yeah, just two people today. Couldn't make the schedules work, but I'm glad you're back. Jerry, you you did a great job on the mini-sode last week.
1: Thank you. That was actually really fun, me and Isaac just talking about comics.
0: Yeah, if you're into comic books, selfless plug. Here we are. You've been listening to our podcast for like 10 seconds. You're already like getting told to listen to another one, but here it is. Um, Check that one out. You guys did a great job on that. Um, We got a jam packed show today. When we were talking earlier today, we were like, we only had like three or four bullet points. We're like, man, we we might not have a lot to talk about. We might only be like 30, 45 minutes today. And then all of a sudden, we started looking back throughout the week and and stuff started to pile up real quick, Jarrett.
1: And I feel like it's are. been such a yeah, it's it's been such a long week for all of us in our personal lives that we we kind of forget that like all this news dropped this week cuz it feels like so long ago.
0: Well, and I think well, our group was intending to go see onward and it just didn't work out for the collective group. So right. this podcast was going to kind of be that episode, you know, spoiler review, but doesn't work out. Hopefully we'll maybe try to get that next week, but um yeah, we, we got a really great show. We're going to talk about a lot of news, do some Hotter Snot. Uh, I, I got to watch two Oscar-nominated movies this week. I'll talk oh, about those. They're a little late, but uh, really excited to review those. And because it's International Women's Day, go women, we've got our top five uh, superhero uh, females at the bottom of the episode. You're not going to want to miss that list. Um, Jared, real quick before we go into... Uh, do you want to, I'm putting you on the spot here. Who's a, you can't name your wife. Okay. You can't name your wife or your mom. Okay. Okay. I want you to tell our audience a female hero in your life that you would like to just like give some credit to today.
1: Can't be my wife or my mom. Um, there is, there is a coworker of mine. I, I won't put her name out there just for privacy reasons, but, um, she lost her husband last year and has been going through a lot of very difficult stuff and she's a teacher and I think she had every reason to just I don't know be I guess not necessarily embittered even though that would be nobody would look at her twice if that was her response but um, she has been going through a lot of personal stuff and the way that she reacts is just by continuing to pour into the students around her um, and she is an amazing amazing woman uh, really gives a hundred 20,000% every single day when she comes into work and uh, really is a someone I look up to in my professional career as well as personally. I think she's an amazing woman. So um, if you if you know me personally and you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who I'm talking about. But yeah, uh, if I had to pick one, she's been on the forefront of my mind quite, quite a bit lately.
0: My woman is uh, my friend Lori. Um, so in my job, I work for a nonprofit called Young Life. And we have to build these kind of committees that uh, help us do behind the scenes stuff, fundraising, um, hiring staff, building our organizational things. And Lori's become my committee chair the last year. And it's just been dynamite and has been speaking a lot of cool, fun things into me. And um, I've never had a committee chair. I've only had one, excuse me, one committee chair who's a man. And so I've just kind of been like mentored by all these women. So it's really funny to hear when, at least from my perspective, when people are like, yeah. Only men can be leaders. I'm like, "Eh, well, that's not my experience, uh, fortunately, probably for me. But fun to celebrate some of the women in our lives. Um, If you're listening to this episode, I need you to do something for me, okay? I want you to find a woman that's not your mom or your wife. You you, you can't thank them and appreciate them if you'd like. Do that Um, and do this other thing in addition. Yes. You have anniversaries and Mother's Day for that reason. I would encourage you, find a woman in your life that you can appreciate and just throw some love on. I think that would be really good. So from the Infinity Bros to you, that's your homework for next week. Uh, as we said at the top of the show, we've got a jam-packed show. Jarrett, we got a new review for our show, and it's a doozy. Are you ready to hear it?
1: Oh, yeah. Drop it on me.
0: Okay. Now, Jarrett, it is obviously out of five stars. How many did you think we got?
1: Um, From listening to this podcast, as I do, it's got to be – <sighs> uh, probably a 5 um, or a 1 <laughs> depends on which episode they got we have
0: yet to get a 1 or 2 rating
1: yeah we have best.
0: 1, 3 and 1, 4 um, we've really encouraged and we encourage you if this is your first time listening do not leave us a 1 star review because we will mock you if we know mm-hmm. that you yeah, left Absolutely. It. or maybe you're like hey I want to be mocked and talked about but we'll talk about you either way um so the title says stairs are dangerous. This is from Chase Spartan 58. Oh wow. Chase Spartan 58 says definitely one of my favorite podcasts. What a great group of guys and conversation that keeps it interested throughout. If you're into games, movies, and hearing Mark sneak little jabs at everyone then this is the podcast for you. He's obviously referencing Affinity Bro Mark who's not on today. PS it only allows me to rate up to five stars. I would Infinity Bros rank this podcast a five point nine five out of six. Uh, Beautiful. Thank you, Chase Spartan fifty eight. Uh, Chase is one of our dear friends of the podcast, and uh, the reason he titled it "Stairs Are Dangerous" is at Mark's wedding two weeks ago. Jarrett Chase did indeed fall down the stairs.
1: Oh no! But is he okay though? he's well he
0: gave us a high rating so either he's sure. doing really well or really bad um I, I can also confirm that my son did also fall down the stairs at uh the same establishment
1: oh, so, so sorry
0: <laughs> so stairs are indeed dangerous chase you are correct and wow. if you're listening my son is okay good a you know, little little over a year old son he's okay and uh chase we're remaining. We still have to find out if he's okay. Right. We just we just got to hold our breath. Send thoughts and prayers for Chase, uh, Spartan58. Thank you for that review, Chase. We really appreciate it. If, if you like our podcast, we'd love for you to review us. You can check us out on Apple iTunes. We'd love for you to leave that for us. We will read it on the show regardless of what it is. We will make fun of you if it's lower than a three probably. Would you say that's that's fair, Jared
1: Absolutely. And you, And if you like our show but you still want to be roasted, just give us a good rating and then say, hey, uh, I want to be roasted. You guys suck, but still take my five.
0: Yeah, or you could just send us an email at Nvidia Podcast at gmail dot com. Mock, mock a take. We have Robbie is on this show so much that you're gonna have <laughs> plenty of things to mock, right? I would argue. So let's get through some news. Um, we're going to post uh, if We reference some pictures here. We're going to do what's called nerd news. That's uh, where we talk about the things that are nerdy enough for us to care about and talk about in the show this week. Um, and we have a couple set picks that we're going to talk about. So you may have not seen these set picks. Go ahead and scroll down in your show notes. They'll be on there. Click on that. And, and while you're listening, check these out. Um, but Jared, the Batman Batmobile was revealed this week from... Is it behind-the-scenes shots? Is it paparazzi shots? I can't really tell. Matt Reeves
1: Um, actually posted these.
0: Oh, so Matt Reeves posted these. See, I I didn't even even know where it came from originally. So these were posted. And before you talk about it, Jared, I totally blanked. We need to make sure that our audience knows about our rating system. So this may be the first time you've listened to our podcast, and you may not be familiar with our rating system. So we're going to put our bumper for that right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6-point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity Step. Jarrett, what is your rating of the Batman Batmobile after you've seen it?
1: Um, I'm going to actually give it a 4.5, which I think will be a controversial take, just judging off of the stuff we've been talking about in our Discord and Facebook. But yeah, uh, I'm going to give it, I think, a little higher than most people.
0: You want to go into that more? Or do you want to keep the conversation going?
1: Sure, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just before I, think I go,
0: because I'd love to hear just like your feedback before I go.
1: My thoughts. Okay, yeah. so like I think based off of what we've seen of both his suit and then the motorcycle pictures that we got, this is going for a very like stripped down, um, almost more like rugged military uh, Batman. And it's not like the high tech Bruce Wayne that we've come to know and love, it's a very different take. And I kind of like this. I mean, it's it's not the Tumblr for sure. It's, it's a very different thing. And I think it really is saying like, uh, don't expect what you've seen before from this Batman. Um, and I think it's cool. It looks like a souped up muscle car and he's a younger Batman. So I think this kind of fits.
0: Yeah, I'm actually going with a four out of six. So I'm going a little lower than you. Sure. Um, I, I would agree on the souped up takes. I don't know why, but the longer I've looked at it, the less I like it, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. Um,
0: when I first saw it, I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I liked it. I probably would have given it a five. But I think as time has gone on and I look at it a little more, um, I'm seeing maybe more of the flaws and maybe that's just how fun things in life are, right? The first time you watch it, it's great. Then the more you watch it, it's a little worse. But um, I've been on the record of saying I'm excited to see what Pattinson can do with this role. Um I do think Matt Reeves has a clear vision for this. I wonder how much DC is messing with this. But these Batmobile pictures alone, I give it 4 out of 6. I think it's positive. I thumbs up it. But at the same time, too, it's not blowing my socks off. It's not really giving me a vibe of like, oh, this is making the movie so much better. The only comparison I think I can give that to is The Dark Knight. When I saw that Batmobile, I was like, we know we're going to war. Um, in yeah. this one it kind of feels a little more campy like the Adam West version not that there's anything wrong with it but with the tone that they're going for it doesn't really say it as much in these pictures maybe that will change with cgi and action we'll see i
1: i don't know as much though but why do you I think love, like, why do you think it's controversial oh, to say it's 4.5 oh people so people have been absolutely tearing this apart they're saying that okay. like Um, I think people are expecting it to be more like the Tumblr or more of a, you know, like the Arkham Knight type, uh, the these tank ones. And I think they are expecting like this super rich high tech Bruce Wayne. I don't think they're expecting this more like slim back, uh, kind of building from what he has Bruce Wayne, which is the vibe that they've been giving in the set picture. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) but it really is like, I mean, this looks like somebody spray painted like an old Barracuda or something and slapped some gadgets on it. And, um, that's the, that's the critique that I've seen the most of is like, they're really expecting high tech pushing over the edge, like an, an, a really Iron Man version of Batman, which is what we have been getting. And I see this as like a more younger, more resourceful, doesn't have the, the money and the tech behind him as much.
0: I think we're both saying the same thing in regards to our rating. I think my expectation is year one Batman. Yeah. And I think no, that's kind
1: of, that's kind of what they showed us with both the motorcycle and the right. pictures of his uh, costume. This
0: this is year one Batman. This is him, or maybe like you know year two, year three, whatever. But like this is what we want from an early Batman. Um, we don't we didn't want late Batman um, with uh, Ben Affleck. But yeah, man, I I think I'm with you. I, I actually like the rugged look a little more. I just yeah. in regards to like the tone that this specific car is going for. But I don't think it looks good overall when I look at it, if that makes sense. I like the little sure. things. I like those things. But I don't think the car itself is as flashy as I wanted it to be. The cheap in part is is the okay part. It's kind of the car itself and the model. I, I, I'm not digging that. I actually pref- sure. would prefer it not be a car. They can It could still look cheap, but a little bigger of a car maybe. I don't know. So I think we're saying the same thing, but I, I don't really know. But We'll see. Let's move on. Other set photos. The Loki set photos have dropped. Um, these, I think, are more behind the scenes. Am I correct on that? You, you sound like you've got these like these yeah. set photos things down.
1: Yeah, I think these ones were leaked. I don't think these were from the site.
0: And we did get confirmation uh, that that it it was that the time police were there. I'm gonna get those that name of that police group in a sec here. What did you think of these? And is it Owen Wilson in the hood that people are saying?
1: Um, I don't see it as much. Um, I think the big thing from this for me was the fact that it almost looks like there's the female Loki there. Um, this whole thing is like really, really pointing towards those comic runs where he he turned into a little boy for a little bit. He turned into a girl for a little bit. So I think they're really going to play on this theme of like um, these different aspects of Loki. And, and yeah, I'm not seeing Owen Wilson as like this hooded figure. It's hard for me to, to get that going.
0: Yeah, do you want... If you are getting a change in Loki at the end of, hypothetically, the end of this first season, and this is maybe Hiddleston really said, I'm in for one season. And sure. they gave him the vision of, hey, we'll change you to a girl or a, or, or a boy like that. um, Are you?
1: Oh, it is confirmed to be Owen Wilson. I didn't know that, actually.
0: It was confirmed to be Owen Wilson. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, I just was looking at the article myself. So there we go. We're out here. We're learning things, too. And the cops of time are called the Time Variance Authority. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. I just was forgetting the name at the tip of my tongue, right. um, which I was really excited about, the Time Variance Authority. I think that's sweet. It's just that name. I'm never going to remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll remember that. it after the show, but I won't remember it till the show comes out <laughs> until then. But no, I, I, is that what you want, Jared? Like, Do you want this change in Loki, or do you want it just to be a small thing, and then Hiddleston comes back and – He kind of keeps the series going.
1: I think for me, Hiddleston has done such a good job of like pouring into this character because I don't know if you remember, but uh, there are several interviews where they said like Loki was never supposed to be reoccurring, but Hiddleston did such a great job and he was so likable that they kept bringing him back. And I think that rings true. Like he is such a great actor and he brings so much to the performance that it's hard for me to picture anyone else in that position. Um, now, that being said, we could be pleasantly surprised, but I would like to see it be a quick change and then back to Hiddleston Loki. I
0: think this is a bait and switch. The more I'm looking at this, Jared, I, I think it is going to end with him kind of stepping away and giving it to another person. And, if and, if it's yeah, done well,
1: know. I'd be fine with that. I mean, he can move on to other things, but... He can always come yeah, back. He
0: can always come back. Yeah, that's true. The character can do whatever, and then Hiddleston can go do movies. I think they're going to do it. Just, just the more I've, I've, I've think, I'm thinking about this, I think that just sounds like a way easier route to go. And then in a movie scenario, you can try to build up some younger actor or actress. And if they don't work out, you can just always bring them back for season two.
1: I think that's, yeah, that's the thing too, is like a lot of these actors who've been around since the very beginning are stepping out of the scene obviously with RDJ and then Chris Evans that I think it does make sense to kind of give them a bit of a break and try to focus on different things um and again if it doesn't work you're right they could bring him back it's just again it's hard for me to see anyone else playing that role and doing it as well I don't even
0: know I I would ask you who do you want but I don't even know who I would name in in response to that I mean I I have no clue who I'd name today
1: yeah for a Loki I I have no idea
0: I have no clue who I'd have to be some kid that we don't know about Mm mm-hmm It just it just doesn't work. So Uh, keep going here, Taika Waititi. That's your boy, Jarrett.
1: Man, I'm all in on this.
0: I think I think moving forward, like anytime we reference Taika Waititi, that's Jarrett's boy, right? Yeah. Is that what we're saying? That's got to be what it is. Yes. That's my boy. Hey, that's your boy. You gotta claim it now. Uh, (laughs) Funny thing, last two episodes ago, (laughs) when I was editing your 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 thing. Uh, your audio, we <laughs> Tyler Tyler Cruz left a review, super nice review. It was a five star, and you can hear you go. That's my boy! And he like screamed it, he, like <laughs> screamed it, and it was like I like fell backwards listening to. You. I was like Jarrett is animated. That is I got Jared's so excited, boy. So it's, like boy. I edited it out, but it sounds like you. So when I edit it, it sounds like <laughs> oh yeah, Tyler. That's Tyler, and then you go. That's my boy, and it, but it, it, the tone change from like unbelievably. That's my guy. I haven't seen him in years. To that's my boy. Like just like I have to go you just sounded like endearing. a father. You sounded like a father who watched his son hit a single for the first time in a baseball game. It was just hilarious. It was wonderful. Um, anyway, your boy Teguatiti, uh has signed on to write, direct, and executive produce two animated event-based series. Based on the Roald Dahl classic children's novel *Charlie and the Chocolate Factory* for Netflix, this is pretty fascinating. Um, he's obviously done a lot of different things. He's now that he's won an Oscar, he's the he's a big deal now. What's your take on this, Jarrett?
1: When I originally heard that *Charlie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory* was getting a remake, and before I knew it was Taika Waititi, I hated this. I was like, the Johnny Depp one was horrible. We don't need another one. And then when I found out Taika Watiti was doing this, I'm like, okay, now here's a guy who lives in the macabre. Like he's very bizarre with the, with the choices that he makes, but he does it so well. And he does it in a way where like, I mean, let's look at Jojo Rabbit for a moment, right? Like that's a very faux pas subject to talk about Hitler youth and Nazi Germany, right? And to think like, okay, Hitler is this young man's imaginary friend, right? That seems like the most irreverent, disrespectful, horrible film. And yet... We know that it's an amazing film and he does such a great job of it. So I think looking at something like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, we know it's going to be fun. We know it's going to be weird. And we know that it's going to be done well because that's what Taika Waititi does. Um, And I think this was a great choice. I don't think if this was any other director, I would not even care about this news. I would hate it so much. But um, Taika has proven his worth time and time again. And I think this is a great choice.
0: Is Taika Waititi your favorite director in Hollywood right now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's like by a mile. Yeah. Not okay. even close. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what's so your rating of this is six out of six as I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. Six out of six for sure. Yeah. See, so
0: yeah, I'm giving it a five out of six just cause like I still have to step back and go, do we need this? Um, there's obviously been some shows and things that have come around. Like I think the new Watchmen series really did that for me. It was like, I didn't think we needed it. And then it ended up being to me one of the best shows in the last 10 years. Um, I'll give it a five out of six. I know that's your boy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it. Like no more criticism. I agree. Sure, he enough. he's gonna he's gonna do some cool things. I, he's a risk taker. I'm interested to see when he takes a risk that doesn't land. Um, kind of like Ryan Johnson, I think is how I would maybe uh parallel that. Like when when he gets a last Jedi moment. Um a how is he going to respond but b how are the audience going to respond to this because at this point easy he's he's getting on base every time he he gets he gets up to the plate it seems like and so um but he's hit a couple home runs with jojo rabbit and and thor ragnarok and there's no way to say he couldn't do it this the other thing is this is an animated film and i just wonder is that going to be a new hurdle or is this just like him being creative and saying i'm going to go for it so super, I'm, I'm very intrigued, would not have cared in the slightest about this product.
1: Especially knowing that it's a Netflix original, right? Like, I think if it's successful, this is good for Netflix, which is, you know, been kind of slammed around by all the other streaming services lately. Well, um, but but Jared, like,
0: it, talking, and that was kind of where I was going with next before we moved on, was Netflix continues Despite what these other things have done, we thought Disney Plus was going to come in and kind of own the market a little bit, but they haven't been able to keep up with the production of Netflix. Netflix continues to make things. It's impossible to keep up with the products and the IP they're doing, and this is another example of like, man, you know what? i got to keep my Netflix account going on a little longer. I think Netflix has a much better chance to win this streaming war than people are giving them credit for.
1: Yeah, I think, I think this is a good move on both their parts, right? Because if this is successful, both Taika and, and Netflix benefit from this. If it's unsuccessful, right, It's people are just going to say, oh, it's a Netflix original. Like, we know it was going to be a little lower budget or whatever the case may be. So I think this is safe for both of them and only has upsides because, like, Taika Waititi has been delivering, and if nothing else, he's a name right now. So even if it's horrible, which I don't think it will be, I don't think it could be, people are still going to watch it because it's Taika Waititi.
0: Yeah, and you can just bury it in the library of Netflix. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, think this is
1: a good, good, good move for sure.
0: Netflix continues to impress me. They they just continue to do it. They've. I, I thought for sure that by now we'd start to see kind of a little bit of fading, and it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Um, Taikonaut is great. I still need to see Jojo Rabbit too. I gotta go see that. Yeah. Too. Um, let's go to the Justice League Dark Apocalypse War trailer for the animated series. This movie's rated R, dude. <laughs> this is an R-rated yeah, movie. Absolutely. That, that blew my mind when I saw this. Um, it will star the voices of Tony Todd playing Darkseid, Rebecca Rahman uh, playing uh, Lois Lane, Rosario Dawson playing Wonder Woman, Rain Wilson coming back to play Lex Luthor, uh, Camila Luddington to play Zatanna, Taisa Farmiga to play Raven. She's going to have a big role in this one, it looks like. Um, Jerry O'Connell playing Superman. Shamar Moore playing Cyborg. Christopher Gorham playing Flash. Matt Ryan playing John Constantine. And Jason O'Mara playing the voice of Batman. I'll tell you what. Jason O'Mara has grown on me as the voice of Batman. As DC has kind of made him the focal point in the last couple movies they've done. um, With Justice League Dark they just did. Um, I'm I'm blanking. Oh, the Teen Titans one they did as well. Um, he's really been kind of doing a good job with this. He's, he's no Coven Conroy, but doggone it, he's, right. he's been doing a pretty good job of this.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting to see this cast because, um, I haven't watched many DC animated movies for a while. Oh. I think the last one was Justice League War. Oh man. Um, and they like. I used to watch them all the time. I watched Under the Red Hood and all those other ones, and and this is another one that'll probably draw me probably draw me back in because, um, for what DC like live action movies have been lacking, uh, the their animated team has just been knocking it out of the park. And so yeah, um, I mean the trailer didn't really overwhelm me. It wasn't it wasn't like the greatest thing I saw, but it did look good, and I think I will check it out for sure because uh, DC animated just just is amazing right now. Have you read Apocalypse
0: War, the recent run that yes. came out? Mm-hmm. What's your rating of yeah, that? Yeah, that's one
1: of the few. Uh Take this with a grain of salt because I don't read a lot of DC comics. I'll give it a 4 out of 6. I think it was good, not great.
0: Yeah, I'd give it five. I'm going to give it a th- I'm going no, I'm going to give it a 3. I'm going to give it a 3. Oh wow. I'm going to give it a 3. Yeah, it it it, it it did in like any major run, right? Like you're always going to have these side stories that kind of go off and you got to read their stuff. But like this one felt way more convoluted than most runs. Um, I loved what they did with flash and I love what they did with Batman with the chair. Um, I'll leave it at that. I'm trying not to spoil anything for those that are going to see this or read this comic. Um, so I love what they did with those two things. Um, yeah, I'd give it a 3 out of 6 cuz the ending just didn't leave me satisfied as I had wanted. But the nice thing is, and I'll speak really highly of these movies like Justice League Dark for instance. Um that that came out um I believe 2017 that's when it came out. The the latest like I'd say 8 years of these cartoon movies have been dynamite. I mean Superman Red Sun that's been great. Justice yep. League Dark, I'd give that a 6 out of 6. Um, I'd give the Teen Titans one a five out of six. I think they're really trying to kind of rebuild that that cartoon universe um, to be what it was in the 90s and 2000s. And I'm all in for it. And that's why I have to just acknowledge, like, in particular, Jason O'Mara. I'm starting to hear Batman in his voice. And I think right. that's really cool. The, this cast, I'm like, oh, I've, I've, they've been in these other movies that have that, come out. And so been really impressed if you do not watch these cartoon movies you can get some great bundles through like itunes you can buy like five of them for like you know 30 bucks versus going to buy one for 15 or 12 dollars. and so like if you're somebody that you know eventually you're going to watch these and you'd like to own them they're a little darker because obviously dc is doing their dc thing um but they're worth buying. I think I, I like I like having some of these on my cell phone and in my iCloud network for when I'm going on trips and stuff, to maybe check out and watch something when I'm done with my work meeting at night. Um, th- this this is a really good kind of I would call it a series to be honest. They've kept a lot of the continuity with the voices, um, and the storylines. Obviously, Batman Red. Sun, I mean, Superman Red Sun is an Elseworlds story, but um, other than that, they've done a really good job keeping it all connected. Without having to kind of marvel it, in the sense of like you have to have the same beats in every every movie and all that stuff. So this trailer I would give a four out of six. I, I they left something to be desired. They didn't tell us anything yeah. about what this movie is. Yeah. And this is my definitely. big gripe with DC in these cartoon movies is they're not telling us what these movies are about, and they have to do that. Even if you have to spoil something, you have to tell the audience what this is about.
1: Can I ask you what's your favorite of the? of the animated movies so far.
0: Yeah, I think Justice League War probably is the best one for me.
1: That's fair. I would say probably that one or Flashpoint Paradox. Oh
0: flashpoints. No, it would be Flashpoint. You're right. Yeah, for sure. I totally was blanking on that one. It's Flashpoint. I'd give that a six out of six. And if and that's the one the and that's the one that everybody wants to see that movie happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like what happened is Flashpoint came out in comics. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. It came out. People liked it. Whatever. And Jeff Johns's runs, you know, it was kind of a cool rebranding of the DC genre. But it just wasn't hitting. But then these these movies started coming out. And then that movie came out and people just loved it. Right. They just loved it. And mm-hmm. there were things in that that they weren't seeing that actually were happening in the comics. Um, and I think people responded to that by going back and reading the comic.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the cases where like... So, so if we were to talk about, and we'll get to this in a little bit, um, like Thor... Um, Love and Thunder whenever when that released and they were talking about a female Thor yes. it drove people to go back and read those comics yes. I think Flashpoint was the same like it was appreciated by DC fans when it originally came out but I think it garnished more attention after the animated movie came out than it did in its original running
0: 100% and I think this movie I wonder how much Justice League Dark ap- uh, Apocalypse War will do I'll tell you what dude Justice League Dark is an underrated movie that movie is yeah, fan. Definitely fantastic that is a fantastic one and if you're cool if you are someone that loves the dc magic side you gotta watch that movie and it's got enough connections to the other justice league if you're just like an on the cusp or like a fringe dc fan and you still want to get your batman your superman in the justice league it's gonna have that um the teen titans one i really like as well um because it's teen titans versus the justice league and so right. and the way they set that up is really cool and you know it's 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 fun. It's it's really fun. So these are great movies. I just had to hype these up. I just like got to give these guys credit. Again, another episode where I wish Robbie would have been here to talk about this, Jared. I know. Soon. We'll get him on here soon. Someday. Someday we'll get him on here. And then finally, you alluded to it. Christian Bale is going to be playing the villain in Thor 4. It's confirmed Uh, by, Vin- by Vin- Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blank- blanking on her name right now. <laughs> T- Tessa Thompson. There we go. Am I right on that? Yes, you're right. Oh my gosh, it's not like the fiasco we had two weeks ago where I couldn't pronounce any of the Witcher people's names.
1: This is just you being. This is just me say. being a That's Todd.
0: Um, yeah, so it's confirmed that uh, that he will be the villain in it. Um, what do you think about this? Are you? We, we we talked a little bit about Christian Bale being in this, Jared, but like, what is your rating just off the cusp? Because honestly, you can't really rate anything until you have confirmation of anything, right? Because like, yeah. this is just her saying it, but she hasn't even like fully said what it is. What do you think of Christian Bale joining this universe, um, especially amid kind of – he had a really great Oscar year with Ford versus Ferrari?
1: I think Christian Bale is like – he's very diverse as an actor, and I don't think there's a role that you can throw him in that he doesn't excel at. Um, I still have yet to see uh, – I think it's called Vice – it's the, it's one of his newer ones, yep. but Were just watching the trailers for that. Yeah. I am like, I, the subject matter is kind of meh to me, but watching his acting just from the trailer, I'm like, okay, this is something I want to catch. And then again, Ford versus Fry, obviously growing reviews. Um, I, I think this is one of those where, uh, I don't think he can do it. I I don't think he can do it wrong. Um, so I'm excited to see this news and, and I'm interested to see who the villains are for this i think we had confirmed that enchantress was one of them uh so I, yeah i have I no idea it's funny because i've
0: heard enchantress i've heard rumors that enchantress is going to be in loki
1: okay yeah I, I and again i don't follow enough of uh, thor is one of the marvel comics that i know the least about i did read the run where um Jane Foster was Thor and I think Mangog was the main villain in that one. And again, like I know nothing about that character other than his name and he looks like a weird buffalo person. Well, and
0: it comes after the original sin st- or, or yeah, it comes right after original sin storyline, right? Right. So, right. original sin happens and then Thor loses his ability to to wield Mjolnir and then she kind of comes into the picture. And so yes do you think maybe they'd go down that route in this movie even of like,
1: so here's my, here's my take on because how do you think that handoff happens? Right. Um, so there's been, people have asked me about this and what I think of the run. So I don't think they're going to do as close to the original sin as we're used to. Um, yeah, you don't so, have enough
0: time set up for that. Right.
1: Right. And like, here's my gripe too is like, they they put so much effort in, in into Endgame to make Thor still worthy after all that time. Right? Yeah, like that's after a good point. Thanos and all that. Really good point. It would feel so bad if they did all that character building and then immediately stripped him and said he's not worthy. Um, so I don't know. That whole beat feels weird to me to do this right after Endgame. Well, what if he? But went, it is, But what
0: if he went a little more off the rails? Sure. What if what if his character, which the direction he is going, is a depressed. Drunk. He's unstable and broken. Yeah, yeah. And what if he got worse? And sure. what if he said, you know what, screw this, and then at the end of the movie he has to come back because they, they just need him.
1: And right. he can
0: wield Stormbreaker because they just need one more body, and right. they have to kind of convince him. And maybe that last fight is more of a drunk fight. With Taika Waititi, there's no, like, who cares? We don't have yeah. a clue what he'll do.
1: Throw everything out the window. <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he, Thor could show up drunk and be worse than he was in Endgame, which I
1: don't know how you can
0: get because I didn't like
1: it. Because um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think any of us expected, uh, none of us expected Ragnarok to have uh, Planet Hulk in it. Like that well, was never anything we, and, we thought.
0: And about. when Ragnarok came out, like the announcement of it, it right. was I was expecting impending doom, like a almost like prequel to Infinity War, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, very serious, yes, very heavy, and it and... was not that way at all, in <laughs> yeah. the slightest. It did not feel that way at all. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. This this is so interesting. Um, Christian Bale has the chops, though, right? Like, I think we both know that. And yeah. he just encompasses a role. Will he care about this role as much as those?
1: I don't know. I'm interested to I see. I think so. He's very much like a method actor because him and um, – Do you it, think he's going to care about what a Marvel, Marvel
0: movie, that? though, about it?
1: I mean, it, it's Christian Bale, right? So anything's off the wall. But, like, he put a lot of effort in Batman, even. You know what that I mean? That was and different,
0: that's a... though, Jared. That was with I mean, that was that was Nolan's vision. Nolan sure. was like, "I want to make this genre serious again." And, yeah. and this is why TD coming in saying, "All right, uh, let's put every color we can into the frame." And uh, Thor, you're gonna be drunk, so put on a robe. That's fair. And yeah, Tessa I don't Thompson, know how that'll match with you, like Tessa. You wanna you wanna fall in love with Captain Marvel? Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just yeah, like yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of world Marvel's turning into. And Taika Watiti feels like a guy who's drinking a mimosa at 10 a.m. Just letting right. them do what they got to
1: do. So, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. No, no. I think you might be right. I I think he has the chops, but again, you're right. It's like if him and Taika Waititi's visions mesh, and if he does feel like this is a role that he's serious about, he'll bring it. But on if the flip not, side,
0: too, do you think he does this if he doesn't like Waititi? That's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's the other part. It's like, I don't, I honestly don't know. Like, is he like doing this just for the paycheck? Well, or so he can continue to make movies like Ford versus Ferrari, which he made money on anyway. But like, it, 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 what's his motivation here? Like, what did they say to him? Yeah. Cause he I think knew that what was he was going to get right? into with Batman.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Cause no, I mean, like, you, Nolan, at that point had established a very familiar repertoire he had a very like serious motif people knew that he was this way in the way that he did things Taika Waititi we've seen you know just a handful of films from and we like obviously there is a through line in all those he's very irreverent and playing with these different themes in a very funny way um but I don't know that it's enough for Chris or for not Christopher Nolan for um Christian Bale to look at this and say like I know 100% what this movie is going to be and what I'm going to get out of it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know I think it remains to be seen
0: yeah, I I just, I wonder. I wonder. I, I'm so excited. Like, I hope Disney has, like, been recording everything and just recording even, like, because they do this for, like, Endgame. Like, when they had the whole box set of the Infinity Saga, they had extra deleted scenes they had never shown. Like, I yeah, hope but- at some point we get some of these conversations of, like, how people came in. Like, really, how did they come into the fold of this whole Marvel right. thing? Because, like... I don't know. I would never have seen Christian Bale come into this world, into this universe five years ago.
1: I think it's interesting, too, how they keep bringing in, with the exception of like uh, maybe a handful of actors, they tend to bring in a lot of new faces for a lot of these movies. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't know anything about Hiddleston before uh, Avengers, really. And even Chris Hemsworth was kind of. Unproved He was in, I think, Star Trek before that, and that's about it. Well, and, and Evans was Evans wasn't
0: like killing it either. I mean, Evans, right. He had had Fantastic Four, which is what a lot of nerds knew for him for, but he he was kind of more of a typecast of like the kind of awkward, no, not awkward. I would say he's he was kind of the the bad boy. Fan yeah, the cast. arrogant,
1: like puffed up. Yeah, and handsome. then he
0: kind of took this super humble role.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting to see somebody with the chops of. Christian Bale be thrown into the mix. I think Mark Ruffalo is the only one we've seen with, like, you know, a real history in the past. I mean, obviously, right. Nick Fury with um, um, Samuel L. Jackson. But yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm interested in this. I give this news a six out of six. I'm okay. excited to see what Christian Bale does.
0: And I'm, 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 I'm going to give it a 6 2. I'm going to give it a 6 2. Let's head to Hotter Snot. Hotter Snot is where we review the things in pop culture or things relevant to us specifically throughout the week that we liked. Uh, water Cooler Talk um try to cover maybe a couple more things maybe get a little more out there with sports and games and different things like that as well so uh chair i think i'm gonna i'm gonna start us off today jerry you've been doing a lot of talking. yeah give you a little yeah, yeah. hit the ground running so i've got i've got only two hots today but they're two big hots and i want to i want to spend a little bit talking on them so one thing i'm gonna plug real quick is we just got a TikTok. yes i know we're doing TikTok, and if you're oh my mocking gosh, it cringe. Yeah, cringe all you want. We're killing TikTok, okay? That's all I have to say. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, we're doing great. But you can check us out at the Infinity Bros on TikTok. And one thing we're going to be trying to do is, whether you listen to the podcast or not, and you're missing these hotter snot takes, we're going to try to do like 15 to 30 second reviews of movies. So you can go check out my Knives Out uh, review on there. Uh, Very quick review. But I give Knives Out a 5.5 out of 6. It is a hot. I rented this movie this week. And, Jared, I was blown away at how funny this movie was. Um I could not believe how how hard I was laughing throughout this movie. Um there were just so many funny parts. I felt like Ryan Johnson was like back. That's what I said in my yeah. TikTok review. I yeah, said yeah. that he's back. Ryan Johnson is back. Um I have I had seen like a quick TikTok um a couple weeks ago that kind of alluded to what the ending of this movie was, but fortunately I didn't watch it all the way. And because I didn't watch it all the way, I I basically didn't get spoiled the ending of this movie. And this is a movie that flips the genre of whodunit um, mystery um, on its head, and it is a wonderful watch. I've got some gripes, I think. I wish some other characters would have maybe gotten a little more time. Um, there was some beats that I felt were not... Um, with comedy it's subjective I think Ryan Johnson tried too hard to be comedic at times where he sure, could have been serious right. um and so I that's why I give it a 5.5 5 out of 6 um but this this movie was fantastic it, it is absolutely worth renting it totally makes sense why it was up for some awards um everybody in the cast is doing some awesome work Ryan Johnson apparently there's a lot of easter eggs in this movie um this is a movie you can go back and watch and there's apparently clues to the ending that were already there. So I'm going to just, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this a second and third time. um, And, and just trying to find those things. I, I felt the first time I watched, I was trying to watch it all from big picture. You just can't do it the first time you watch it. Um, yeah. It just doesn't work. So I'm looking forward to that. The other one I got to watch was Ford versus Ferrari. I've, I've mentioned it a couple times on the show. This movie is a six out of six. My goodness. Did I love this movie? Matt Damon and Christian Bale just can Matt Damon in particular. I I watched Goodwill Hunting this week. Oh wow. Matt Damon. Goodwill hunting is a hard six out of six, by the way. Matt Damon yeah, sure. does such amazing work in movies like this. And and he is he is so underrated, I think, in Hollywood. And that's gonna sound weird for people to hear, but like when you mention great actors, you just don't bring up Matt Damon. Um and in and, and this movie, he is remarkable. Christian Bale is fantastic. Um the 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 directing is wonderful. The cinematography is wonderful. I totally get why this movie won so many awards at the Oscars. It makes complete sense. Um I I, I do think they got snubbed for best director. I I really, really do. I do understand why why it was up for best film. I, I Honestly, I need to see some of the others. I, I gotta see *Parasite* still. James Mangold. I mean, what can I say about what James Mangold does with a camera here? This movie is amazing just for the races, Jared. Oh wow! If you showed me just the races of this movie, and just like, just so everybody knows, I am not a car guy. Okay, I I I can barely change my oil, my oil, and get my 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 tires like off my car. Like I am so stupid when it comes to cars. This movie was—I was so invested, top to bottom. They were talking about little intricate parts of of fixing cars, and uh, they would get in these situations. And if you don't know the premise of this movie, uh, this is about the car uh, the car race that Ford entered to basically beat Ferrari at the 24-hour Le Mans in 1966. And so I won't spoil kind of how they get there. All I can tell you is Ford and Ferrari getting a little bit of a headbutting match. And this is Ford going, we're going to go do this and go win it. And so he recruits uh, Christian Bale's character. This is based on a true story. So he recruits Carroll Shelby. And then uh, Carroll Shelby's like, you got to have Ken Miles behind the wheel. And it's basically Carroll Shelby and Ken Miles are trying to work to beat Ferrari, who's already amazing at this. At the same time, they're dealing with all this corporate bureaucratic crap. That just yeah. like there's like a hundred people like trying to micromanage every little thing they do um, on their cars um, and their choices and who races and where. And this is just this is such a good film. I cannot believe I didn't go see this or Knives Out in theaters. This movie is way more superior to these to the other ones. Um, <laughs> and Zane talked this movie up. He says 1917 is better. I still got to see 1917. I'm having a hard time. This is one of Hollywood's best years, Jared. This yeah, is man. this is one of Hollywood's best years. I mean, like, once upon a time in Hollywood, six out of six. Joker, six out of six. Knives Out, five point five out of six. Um, Ford versus Ferrari, six out of six. This is a great movie, and it's absolutely worth a rent. Um, it's abs- I would argue, I might buy this movie. This movie is that good, and I, I totally get oh, wow. the hype now. This movie is fantastic. Go see it. This is some of this might be Christian Bale's best role too. I would say this this could be his best movie ever.
1: That's high praise. Wow.
0: This is such a good movie. And whether you're in, if you're into cars, stop yeah. listening and go watch it now. Like you have to see this movie if you're into cars. It, it, you will not be disappointed. All right. Well, I'll see you guys on
1: the next one. Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I and I, I I was I was blown away at how funny it was. And James Mangold obviously directed Logan. Um, so I, I, I feel, I, I just think really highly of him already. Um, but
1: he did three ten to Yuma, which is like, I don't know if you've ever watched that movie. I love that movie. I also like old Western. Yeah, I'm not
0: a Western guy, but I know a lot of people love those. Yeah. yeah. They they love that movie. So yeah, this is a great movie, man. Go watch it. It's dynamite. Um, I'm kind of doing my, my go through all the Oscar movies watch right now. And this one was, was so great. So yeah. uh, Did you already
1: give your ranking? Was that a,
0: this is a, say it again. Did you already do your ranking? Yeah. I gave it a six. Okay. I would give Knives Out of five point five. Now, if I'm ranking right now my Oscar movies, I'm going Ford versus Ferrari one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood two, Joker three. Oh wow! That'd be where I would go, and it's barely over Once Upon a Time, but Ford versus Ferrari is that good. I would put Knives Out below all three, below all three of those though. So I have to see Parasite in 1917 now. Those are kind of the two that I'm I'm looking forward to. Is Parasite on on Hulu? Am I correct on that?
1: Um, I can give it a check here while you go to your next one. No,
0: week. you're good. That's it's fine. Um I still gotta I gotta watch Marriage Story. That's the other one too. That's on Netflix. Marriage yes. Story is on Netflix.
1: Uh, marriage Story is definitely interesting. Um Good. Okay. That's one Christian and I watch. I would give it a five out of six. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Well there you go, that's my list. Um I'll snot that This Is Us It was not on this week. Wow. Another week of without This Is Us. I don't know what I'm gonna do.
1: Heart broken.
0: Yeah, this is like the first week in a long time where I didn't have a TV show to watch.
1: Because basically on, dating uh, back
0: to Thursday, I've watched, I've been, I would watch Westworld. Oh, not Westworld. I'm sorry. Um, Watchmen. And then after that, it was This Is Us came back. So I'm kind of bumming and missing out again. But just making the rounds. Your turn.
1: All right. Um, is that all your hot and snot?
0: That's it. That's what I got.
1: Great. Uh, my snot is how much the coronavirus is affecting the movie industry. Oh my gosh, yes. We could talk about I'm this. a huge James Bond fan, and I know people don't like uh, Daniel Craig as much as James Bond, but I was like, man, I'm chomping at the bit for No Time to Die. And the fact that it got delayed to these serious concerns about coronavirus is kind of killing me right now because like, this was one that I was... Again, I'm chomping at the bit. I'm ready to go to watch this. So um, kind of affecting the whole movie and TV industry across the board. And it's interesting to see like what the ripple effect of this will be. I know that uh, it's hitting everybody's pocketbooks and people are kind of locking down to where not only is it affecting the production and release of these movies, but even like um, I know several people who are going to see Onward, but they just like people don't want to go out into public places, especially where, you know, you're going to be that close in contact with other people. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see after kind of all this panic ends and we're we're able to get it under control a little bit more, kind of after the dust settles what the aftermath of this is. Um, I was really looking forward to uh, watching this as well as I've heard it's kind of hitting production for Wonder Woman as well. Um, not sure if no, it'll delay that or what's going to happen don't there. Don't take it from us, please. So, yeah, so I good, think we're please. all just ready for this to move on. Um kind of get this health crisis under control so we can enjoy these things um yeah so that's my snot is how much that's been affecting uh something that's kind of in between a hot and a snot it's it's hot or it's not in that GameStop has been massively struggling uh in recent history and it's they're thinking about closing their doors um obviously GameStop's business model is a little odd with the way things are now um especially like I had talked about it recently in our Discord, if you if you guys are on that. Um, I love the game No Man's Sky, right? And I used to play it constantly, and my son broke my digital copy, or I mean, my, my physical copy. So that was a huge issue for me because I'm like, I love this game, but I can't play it anymore. So I went back and I bought the digital version. If that's an option, right, and it's often a cheaper or the same price option, why on earth would I ever go to GameStop? So so that's the issue that they've been finding themselves in. They've been closing stores across the nation. What's hot about this is they actually, rather than kind of just say, okay, we're, we're a dying industry in a dying age. Let's just let it do its thing. Nature run its course. What they decided to do, and this is the part that's hot, is they're testing out these different types of stores across the nation Um, they're calling them their experimental stores so some of them are like spaces for people to come in and play board games or tabletop games Uh, some of them are exclusively retro themed so you can come in and play atari games or n64 games or have speed runs of mario Um, and they're just trying very diverse and unique ways to make this environment something that people come back to the issue that they run into is like around christmas time right and during the holidays people spend a ton of money on video games and often it's parents coming in wandering in and saying like okay my kid needs the newest game for the switch or you know animal crossing is releasing this week so i gotta come pick it up and they're trying to combat like the more seasonal nature of this industry by making this a space that the people who actually buy the games or play them frequently would want to come into and if i If I knew that there was a shop, a GameStop nearby, right, the nearest one to me is an hour and a half away that had like D&D, or I could go there and play Magic on the weekends or uh, could play the original Smash Bros. with my friends, that might be something that would interest me, especially if my wife's out shopping, like I'll go take the boys and go play Smash Bros. for two hours or whatever. So I think that's hot, right, The, the fact that they're mixing it up and trying new things um another hot and if you're interested in this please check out we just released our website which is awesome uh it's the infinitybros.com and we have our blog called the daily snap and i'm gonna plug robbie a little bit here he wrote an article about this but the final fantasy 7 remake we got the demo of it this week and this is a game that i cut my teeth on i think this is the first game that i actually sunk more than a couple minutes into because my dad had the original for playstation 1 Max, I love this game. Man, tell me about this. About- I haven't played this yet. Everybody, I feel like everybody's played this, but me. Tell me about this, dude. Okay, so the demo is great. I know you're a huge Kingdom Hearts guy, and it's uh, Square Enix crosses over a lot of their IP.
0: Just so you Go- know, I've played a little Final Fantasy. So I played, I played seven, right, okay. which is the remake, and then I believe I played ten later. Okay, so this is so I've, know I've a had little a little bit, not not like a ton. I'm not indoctrinated like some people are, but you and I talked about this pre-show. Is I, I think Kingdom Hearts has kind of taken the momentum that Final Fantasy had and kept it going. I think that's part of the reason it's coming back here. So,
1: yeah, I I would agree. I think the newest Kingdom Hearts got a lot of the hype up for this remake. Um, so as I'm a huge fan of the original Final Fantasy VII, right, and I've played everything that they've put out from this super super niche almost completely unknown ps2 game called dirge of cerberus which was a final fantasy 7 sequel um, to like even final fantasy tactics i've played them all and i've watched all the movies right so when i heard the remake was coming out and the combat system was changed i hated it i was so mad i was like no keep it turn-based don't change too much i want to see what i love and after playing the demo man this game is so stinking good i think the combat has I think they take the characters from the original and just do it better, right? Because there wasn't a lot of options for dialogue. Uh, you would have would have had to read it all, but now it's like they can put so much going on in the background through voice lines and stuff that they didn't have in the original game that you really get a more fleshed out character than um, how it was in the old PS1 classic. So man, for me, this remake, I, like six out of six every time just from that demo it was so good and I, I i've heard a lot of people cry out at the combat system i love it i think it's so fun
0: do you think this could be a uh, um at we at the end of the year we have to do our top 10 just like every, like all our different stuff we do a top five but all the different genres do you think this could be a candidate for video game of the year
1: absolutely hmm. um i think that so so the question is right is this a good game because it's final fantasy seven or is this a good game because it's a good game? And I would make the argument that it's a good game because it's a good game, right? Like, but people I are love... going to
0: go for seven.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I love like crash bandicoot and Spyro, right? Those are games that I loved as a kid. And when I got the remakes, they're okay. They're not great. Right. I think those games ride off of nostalgia. I don't think this remake is doing that at all. I don't think it's just about the nostalgia. I think the fact that they took the risk and didn't make it turn-based and tried this new combat system pays off in droves. I think it's great. I think you should check out the demo if it's still up by the time you're listening to this. And don't just take my word for it. Go check out Robbie's review on our blog because this is fantastic. Um, I have one more hot and then uh, we can get into our top five. So... I don't know how I stumbled across this, but there is a game that's coming in 2021 called Kiwi. And the whole concept is very, if you guys are friends of this show and you've been around for a while, you know that me and my wife love these like couch co-op games. Um, Overcooked is the big one that we've been drawn to. Uh, I think Isaac as well. I think he just beat Overcooked 1 and 2 with his wife. I love these kind of games that I could play with my kids, play with my wife, and they're just goofy, zany, cooperative fun. So the whole premise behind Kiwi is you are two little Kiwi birds in New Zealand trying to run a post office. And it is just that kind of cartoon nonsense where like, none of this makes sense. It's so off the wall. Uh, Why is my Kiwi wearing a top hat? How do I even type and send out these letters? And uh, if you haven't checked it out, go check out the gameplay. They have a bunch of stuff on YouTube now. Kind of sucks because from as of right now, it's only going to release on PC. I don't know if that's set to change. Um, I would love to see this come to PS4, but yeah, this is one of my hots. Just from the previews and stuff, I would give this a four and a half out of six. Looks great.
0: Fantastic. Let's go to the top five.
1: The we're going at in three.
0: Infinity Bros. Two. Top three, five. One. List. Starts now. Every week, I like to do a top five list uh, to just kind of. Celebrate something that's going on, or maybe talk about uh, something that we've been debating as a group. I feel like we just like always debate about stupid crap. We really do, which isn't about our top five today. It's just like an observation about us.
1: It's it's funny too, because um, obviously Robbie's known for having the most controversial takes, but when it comes to like our personal inter dialogue between just the Infinity Bros, a lot of people come after your takes. And I'm the only one who ever agrees with you. So like having us both on the same episode, we're just like, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. You're amazing. I know. Thanks,
0: Max. It's so true. Like <laughs> literally, our episode. Like if Mark was here, Mark would challenge some of the things I'm saying for sure. I know. He would I not be happy devil's with some advocate. of my writings. I know. I try to play devil's advocate as best as I can, but it just doesn't work today. Just honor, two great minds. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's just the two most elite minds. You know how it is. Um, today our top five list in honor of. International Women's Day our top 5 superheroes that are female. So uh that is our list. Uh we will we'll go ahead and list them. Jarrett, I'm going to start with you. Um and then we will hit the ground running. Let's hear it.
1: Just a quick question. Is it is it is it impolite to say um superheroine or do you just say female? I don't know. That's heroes. kind of what I was I, like. I, was, I, 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 I let's
0: let's sit, let's stick with superheroine. Sure. Let's enough. go. Super, 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 super. <laughs> heroin. We're gonna go with sure. super heroin. That's where we're gonna land on this list. And fair enough. I doing. love it.
1: There we go. So first up, my honorable mentions: um, Kitty Pride of the X Men, also known as Shadow Cat, uh, is. Definitely up there for me. She didn't quite make the cut, but um, I think they've done a lot of interesting stuff with their character over the years, and kind of played off of a bunch of different love interests that they've had with her, while still keeping her a very three dimensional and diverse character. Uh, she Hulk, and no, that's not just on there to anger Robbie. I do think she yeah Robbie doesn't right like She Hulk.
0: I don't know why. That's kind of weird.
1: We have asked him in in Infinity Bros universe if you can figure it out and crack this case. We have no idea why Robbie doesn't like She Hulk.
0: Um. Would you consider it parallel to me with like not liking the Princess Bride, even though I've never watched it?
1: That's a whole dynamic where like you're fully aware of how silly that sounds and like it's part of your bit. I don't know. He just like inexplicably doesn't. doesn't, Fair enough. I don't know. I think it is a little bit of a difference here because he's so, so serious about it where I think. Yours is kind of a little tongue-in-cheek as well. We're like, you'll continue to ride that if you ever, ever had an interest. You'll continue to not watch it just despite Mark. Whereas I think he doesn't like She-Hulk for Lord knows what reason. Um, another honorable mention is Storm. And then at five, I have Zatanna. Um, I'm not a huge DC guy. Uh, I've said that before. Not to say that like I don't like their stuff. It's just not my preference. But when I do read DC, I do like to read more of the supernatural stuff. I talked about it last week, how um, Dr. Fate is definitely up there for me and kind of hand in hand with that. Zatanna is a great character. I loved Um, your
0: Dr. Fate take last week. I loved that. Thank you. When I listened to that, I was like, man, these guys get the bit.
1: We do. Um so yeah Zatanna's kind of in that same vein for me. I like the more supernatural side of DC and I think she does it well. Let me
0: let me do my honorable mentions and we'll kind of we'll we'll, we'll ping-pong it back and forth kind of make a yeah, yeah, conversation here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Here. Absolutely. Um just cuz there're only two of us. Uh my my honorable mention list is very small. Um I uh, yeah, and we'll talk about it. Um Emma <laughs> Frost. I Emma Frost. Really? This is really? tough for me, okay? So there's two people that like I look at it and it's like do they belong on a hero list, or are they a villain? Emma Frost would go to both. I do not have Jean Grey on my list.
1: That's fair. And I'm okay the with reason that.
0: I don't have Jean Grey on my list is because of the Phoenix Saga, sure. and because of the effect that a it's had on X Men universe movies. Um, <laughs> but B, if you've read the storyline, which I have, I right. just can't out not look at her as a villain. And even yeah. when they redid the run and like did that weird time travel thing where the young X Men came into the picture, yep, she's still a villain ish person. <laughs> so, and Emma, like
1: even not as a villain in in the all new X Men, she's still kind of just like she's very obnoxious. Yes, so I I think that's fair. It's funny though because I would make those same critiques of Emma, where See, like she's very yeah. power hungry, very manipulative. I so, I'm see, interested to see why so she's on your So My, own my take
0: with Emma Frost is, is, is a couple different things. One, I like her abilities. Okay, so sure. in my list, I'm looking at abilities, is part of it. Um, what you represent is part of it. Okay. I think Emma Frost represents truly what it is to be redeemed in the X Men universe ish, Marvel Cinematic, Un- Marvel Universe, excuse me. Um, I love the roller coaster of emotion she is. She, she is she is on par i think with like a wolverine in regards to like she will do what it takes to win
1: okay um, that's fair but
0: i think she's a hero i really do i feel like she's a hero that's how i'd classify her but a lot of people would take offense to jean gray not being listed under that but i just can't overlook the phoenix saga with jean so Grey. i will
1: say yeah yeah i will say like i hate emma frost probably because i hate cyclops i think cyclops oh. is the worst character in the x men um but have you read old man logan oh yeah the whole bit with her, yeah, um, in that universe is great. So I think love that bit. It, if you haven't read it, that, go read yeah. Old
0: Man Logan. Have you read Old Man Logan versus uh, Deadpool?
1: No. Oh, I've been elbows not. deep in that one lately. Okay, so good,
0: so good. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta show that copy to you, man. I've been reading that one. But yeah, I, I really like her a lot, she, and it's kind of more personal flavor. But uh, sure. you add those other pieces. The other one I love is Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl yeah. has defeated <laughs> Thanos. Yes, yes. I stand by this. Squirrel Girl has defeated <laughs> Thanos. It is a travesty that Squirrel Girl does not have her own IP in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You have heard defeated it here Galactus? first. I want a Disney Plus Squirrel Girl show. Yeah. Give me a Disney Plus Squirrel Girl show. I know Allison Brie. A lot of people are making like a push for Allison Brie to play She Hulk. No, no, no. I want her as Squirrel Girl. That's what I want. So
1: you're saying you're saying live action? Don't I be want live animated.
0: action Squirrel Girl? And I want, I want it now. I want it now. It is a non-negotiable to me. Wow. The, the squirrel, I am a big Squirrel Girl fan. I'll, I'll go out there. I'll say folks. I'm the biggest Squirrel Girl fan in the Infinity Bros universe.
1: I would say that's fair.
0: Number five, then, since you did five, I would do Shuri um, for a couple of reasons. One, I really, really, what was a breath of fresh air from Black Panther, the movie, was Shuri. Um, I felt like her character – I was – in my head, because I'd I'd heard rumors going into the first movie that, you know, eventually she's going to take Black Panther. I'm like, you're kidding me. Like, they're going to get me to fall in love with Black Panther just to give it to her. I'll tell you what, man. I was pretty bummed when I found out she died and she wasn't going to be in Endgame. Um, Yeah. And and for them not to give her any lines felt disrespectful. But what she does in that first movie with her just, like, supreme intelligence on par with Tony Stark – um, she's playful. She's fun. I like her youth. I, I love. I love kind of how she's got those those shooter things out of her hands. I love what she is in the comics. How she is part of the Black Panther. Um, people respect her. People fear her. They do not want to cross her. Um, I just. I, I'm excited to see what Marvel does with Shuri in the future in movies. But I'd give her my number five spot. That's where I put Shuri.
1: So that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Number four, you go.
1: Um, number four for me is Spider Gwen. Um oh. I Yeah man. I I loved Spider-Verse the comic run as well as the the movie and then everything that kind of rippled out after that. Uh she got her own comic run for a while which told her origin story as well as some of the more background into her universe. And then they've continued to kind of double down on that in the comics where she's become this really fleshed out character. They continue to bring her back for all these different events and stuff and uh I think that's one of the only two comic books I've ever bought for my wife. Cause she's not, I mean, she's not super big into comics. She'll read them if I recommend them, but um, she liked that one and she liked a pride and prejudice one that I got her and just a very cool character.
0: Yeah. I uh, Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Number four for me is Raven. Nice. Raven is the best teen Titan by a mile. Um, She has to live with her father trying to take over the world, trapped in, in a diamond on her head. Oh, and by the way, she'll kill you, and you won't even know she's doing it. Um, amazing hero. Love her internal conflict. Um I when DC gets their ish figured out, it'll be nice to see a Teen Titans movie and watch her be the centerpiece. I have not watched the Teen Titans show, um, just haven't gotten around to it. Not because I'm like, I don't want to watch it, just haven't gotten around to it, and I don't own the DC universe. Um, app, but uh, that would be a big problem for me if they messed her up. So I don't know yeah. that. I don't know anything about that show. Um, but if they mess it up, it's going to be a hard no for me because she is my favorite Teen Titan.
1: Fair enough. All right. What you got? Three. Number three for me is Wolverine, um, oh, also known as X twenty three or Laura Kinney. Oh, that's a good um, pi- that's a great pick, Jarrett. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so obviously if you If you've never read a comic book and you've only seen uh, Logan, she's the little girl in Logan. But her comic runs are fantastic. Uh, I loved her in X-Force. That was a very, very dark comic, but it was cool to see her in there. And then she just kept, like, coming back as this just amazing character. She took her own run in uh, All-New Wolverine, which is all based around her taking up the classic blue and yellow costume for Wolverine. And then uh, after well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a comic called The Wolverines, which brings in all of Wolverine's kind of side characters. It's his son, Dawkins, it's X-23, it's Sabretooth, it's all these characters. And uh, just the development that they do with her as this very, like, broken hero trying to find her way through life is very reminiscent of the old original Wolverine comics and a very new, fresh take. And so, yeah, she continues to pay off time and time again as a great character for Wolverine.
0: Number three for me is The Wasp. This this character is the most underrated person on my list. Well, no, Squirrel Girl would be the most underrated. Sure, Wasp is fair. second most underrated. Um, uh, Wasp is an original Avenger. She's yeah. the original first female Avenger. Um, her impact on the Avenger universe and the comics, not the movies, as much, but the comics, right? Um, is unbelievable. Um, I think for me, Secret Invasion. I remember Secret Invasion and how they. How the final basically blow up self destruct moment came because they used her, yeah. um, and just the impact that she's had, and how they were able to usher the idea of um, domestic abuse with her and Hank Pym, um, and this character has just been through a lot. Um, if I'm speaking in regards to the comics, obviously, yeah, um, in, the, in the movie too, though I guess in the movie, you know, her dad is is kind of a Todd too, um, but I, but I think. Um, but I think uh, this character deserves way more love and respect than than she gets. Um, I really, really hope we get a day where she's part of that original Avengers. I was really kind of looking forward to seeing if they could sneak like an original Avengers shot with her and Ant Man in it. You know, yeah. Like I was, I was hoping maybe they'd get like something like that just for like you know nostalgic purposes, and they just didn't. And um, but but man, I love Wasp. I, I think she's she's just a fun character. Um, and the Ant-Man universe, that, that group gets a lot of like, they don't get a lot of love sometimes, especially from a comics perspective. Um, and I just, I love her and I think she's just, she's just fantastic way ahead of her time.
1: There's a lot that's lost in them transferring stuff from the comics to the big screen. Obviously, like we saw with Ultron that they gave it to Iron Man instead of, uh, Pym and all that. But I think the biggest tragedy there too, is like how much she's lost in the mix of that. She, um, she is the you, most.
0: She is the most. Sorry to cut you off there. No, no, you're fine. She is the most um, thrown to the side character in in in, in Endgame. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I just Doesn't think like
0: how start. how Drax and Mantis and Shuri and these other characters who didn't mean as much in their movies. They yeah, they are really important characters, and I love Shuri, but like I would consider Wasp. Way more important to the Avengers organization than Shuri, and yeah. for for her to kind of just get this part of a side mission, she she did nothing really in that movie. Yeah, she fought with the girls and she with and she got she helped, she helped Scott get in the car. But like, I would have loved to seen more with her, and I just felt like I felt like we didn't get that, and that, that was a bummer. So that that's all. I I would just defend that character a lot.
1: One more, one more quick thing on yours before we move on to my next one. If you like uh, Wasp as a character, check out Uncanny Avengers. Um, I think there was there's a recent Uncanny Avengers, but I'm talking the original one that came right out of Axis. That whole storyline oh, with Axis her is and Dynamite Havoc is so good, and oh. they, they continue to pay off. Have you read Uncanny Avengers? I have not, but I've read Axis. Okay, if you like Axis yeah, I love and it. you like Wasp, okay. read Uncanny Avengers because it is know. so
0: good. Oh, man. You're giving me something to read here. I like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I cannot recommend it. That's okay. awesome. Go ahead. Uh, my number two is Hope Summers. Um, okay. I'm a huge X-Men fan. And there was several. There was the Messiah complex. There were several others where they really hyped up the first mutant born after M-Day. Right. And like what that would mean. She was quote unquote the mutant Messiah in all this. Um, and then the ripple effect of that. Cable ends up taking her and stealing her and jumping through time. And then when they come back, there's this whole thing with the Phoenix that leads into uh, Avengers versus X-Men. And I just think her character is so well-developed of like, what if you have all this lying on your shoulders? You've been so dis- disjointed from reality because you've been hopping through time with Cable as your father, right? Raising you. And then all the pressure of that while trying to figure out who you are and where you belong in this. I think she's such a great character. Um The whole run with her and Cable is one of my favorites. I love Messiah Complex. I love X-Men versus Avengers. She's the reason
0: Avengers versus X-Men happens. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. She is the problem.
1: And then the whole, like, her responsibility afterwards, she goes, no, Phoenix Force came back because of me. I have to do something about this. And I just think there's so many great beats in that run, and it all surrounds her.
0: I could talk about Avengers versus X-Men and Axis all day.
1: Yeah, for real. Two fantastic I think we should have...
0: more runs. We need to talk yeah, more about we... our comic book love.
1: 100%. We, th-
0: we know comic books, people. I'm telling you. We just talk about all the new stuff. We just react mm-hmm. to all this new stuff, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. need to make more segments to it. Great. Oh, Jerry, you got a great list. Number two for me is Captain Marvel. Um, Carol Danvers is remarkable. I am such a fan of the Captain Marvel movie in our group. I've, I have to be the the, the biggest fan of it. Um,
1: yeah I would say that's fair
0: and, and I, I think even a couple weeks ago we talked about Birds of Prey and Zane said Birds of Prey was better than Captain Marvel and that felt like just that felt Wrong. blasphemous to me yeah. um, this character what it means right now for the Marvel Universe and comics um, is is unbelievable she she was the leader in was it a great run no but Civil War 2 like they are putting their yeah. eggs in this basket of this character and i I recommend and I double down on it. I love seeing a character that has Superman-like powers in the Marvel Universe um, from a female perspective. I think it's time for that. Uh, I think we're ready for that. Um, and and I'm super excited that Carol Danvers will be the centerpiece of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I also really enjoy her runs in the comics. I love her background in the military. I love that she's serious, but she doesn't take herself too seriously. Um I, for whatever reason when she says jokes in in the comics her and spider-man just those two make me laugh just a little extra hard when i read their jokes um i i, I really love carol danvers i've fallen especially um in love with this character the last few years i'd say four or five years i have and um civil war II, i i i i loved her in that um i thought she did a great job in that and i thought and, and I, i'm just really excited for the future of this character um and and i i feel like i have to back her up a lot is it the best like Marvel movie? No, no way. I'm not saying that, but it is a good movie. I love the message it's sending. I love the choices it made in that movie, especially with scrolls that kind of got flipped on its head a little bit for me. Spoiler alert for um Captain Marvel. But I think I think this character gets beat up way too much. Um and I wonder how much that falls on Bree Larson, too. Um, but or or the writing, I would argue it's writing. But some people think it's Brie Larson. I don't think it's Brie Larson. But that's all I say to that. So part of that, I I just really want to defend that character too in my list more than others. So that's mine. Go ahead, Jarrett. Yeah, and I think like oh, go ahead.
1: Sure, sure. Real quick, she's she's such a. She's a very classic character too and I think people forget that obviously you see her a lot in new runs. Um, Marvel's been cr- pushing her like crazy probably the past 10 years but well, and I I, pre- and I like, want that and I'm okay yeah, with that I'm o- g- keep giving it to me I'm okay with it keep going Marvel she was she was such a big character and like um she was she appeared a lot in the Avengers back in the early days mm-hmm. and even like I'm a huge Chris Claremont on Kenny X-Men fan. And there's a whole long series of hers binary and this dichotomy that she has with Rogue because Rogue, Rogue absorbs some of her powers and her memories, and like a really heavy, heavy, heavy character moment with her. And so, like, she's been around from the beginning and has these very beautiful and complex stories. And people just kind of forget that because they're like, oh man, we don't like Brie Larson for whatever
0: breen larson is too feminist for us it's just like come on sweaties get out of here real quick jared before we move on to the number ones yes um what do you think of the rumor that rogue will be in captain marvel 2
1: dude give it to me i I, you're all in on that yeah as somebody who's read it you you get it yeah because a lot of people don't get it she's done the 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 way that they play out in the comics and they're like it's a rivalry, but sometimes it's a friendship. And I think the the way that they play off that relationship is so good in the comics that I'd like to see that on the big screen as well.
0: Well, and this will be introducing the Avengers too.
1: For sure. I mean, the, I'm sorry. X-Men. The X-Men. The X-Men. Yeah, yeah. We
0: knew what we were saying. So. All right. Number one. Number one for me is Hawkeye. Um, you are just such a cheater. I had to. <laughs> Gosh. I knew you would do that. As As your list kept going, I was like, he's going to go female Hawkeye. I have to. Yeah.
1: And that's the thing I love. So they, people talk about this all the time. I'm a huge, uh, Matt fraction Hawkeye fan, but one of my favorite parts of, of that run is there's a part of it where they split up, right? The Hawkeyes as they exist split up. She goes to California and time and time again, they say like, what do we call you? Are you the female Hawkeye? What do we call you? And she goes, no, I'm Hawkeye. Um, and I think she really stands on her own as this hero because especially Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, like Clint is a mess. He is like falling apart. He can't keep his life together, both personally and professionally. And she's doing such a great job of like trying to maintain and keep everything together. And just a great character. She she just shows her skill like every single panel that she's in and is very well developed. Um so yeah, man, I'm I'm all in on her as Hawkeye. Yeah, I
0: I don't see it. All right, fine, Jared. You can have this one.
1: It's okay. I mean, you've you you can be That's your be boy, wrong.
0: I get it. That's your boy. I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's fine. Him and Tyka.
1: Have you read Matt Fractions Hawkeye? No, I have
0: not yet. You've you've well, said it okay, for several episodes, and I know I know you love it. I'm just saying it's like, come on. This is Wonder Woman. I like can't even I, I think this is like the only one that I feel is egregious on your list. You think of female hero, it's Wonder Woman. I don't care if I don't care if you like DC or Marvel. I don't care if it's basic. It's Wonder Woman.
1: It is so basic. She's.
0: It doesn't matter. She's the original OG superhero. Uh, superheroine, excuse me. And and she deserves the respect. She is one of the Trinity. She she's she's unbelievable. Her character is amazing. The movie is amazing. The actress yeah. who plays her is amazing. Very rarely have I read a Wonder Woman storyline or a beat or a panel with wonder woman in it where i have not enjoyed it i just don't see how you can't pick wonder woman I, that this feels blasphemous to me jared this feels blasphemous
1: if i'm being honest with you too i think my wife would agree with you um i was ask, i was discussing my list with her before this and um she was like yeah wonder woman is naturally number 1 right and i was like oh
0: not for me. Well, and that's the, I think that's the thing is wonder woman. Also the history. And if you don't know the history of wonder woman, it's, it's a little, um, there are movies and films you can watch about it. I would not recommend watching it with kids just because of some of the subject nature of it. Um, but the doctor who invented wonder woman, th- this is, this is part of women empowerment and we're not trying to get crazy. Feminist or like liberal on this show at all, but, but I think her history is very important to people. um, And I think her depth of character in just every way that you want a character in comics to be is really profound and awesome. And so, like, obviously what she meant socially, politically, what she has meant to the universes she has lived in. Like, there are moments in comics where it's like Superman's getting his butt kicked. And then all of a sudden you just see that lasso come out. And I just, I can't even fathom right now picking against Wonder Woman. And I, 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 I love you, but you're wrong.
1: I think if we were, and this is inarguable, I think if we were to do top five uh, superheroines of all time in history, and not our personal top five, she would unanimously be number one, right? No argument there from anyone. But I think personally for me, she's... Yep, man, I don't I get, know. I get having your opinion. I get it, but yeah, like yeah.
0: again, your character is your number one character is it's based I'll off die. of the successes of a male character. Wonder think, Woman no, no, stands the... alone on her own. She <laughs> needs no man to stand where she is. Similar to kind of the other people I have. Maybe Shuri would be a little would be one of those people that has to kind of stand in the shadow of 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 Black Panther and maybe Wasp too. But like, dude, is Wonder Woman.
1: I think that's why, like, I, I tried to make it a point to say, like, my number one is Hawkeye. It's not female Hawkeye, because the whole oh, that whole run oh, that whole run is about that. We're all that, about aware, how, Jared.
0: We heard you. Yes,
1: <laughs> it's not like it's not like Clint's success and she's a side character. Like. A lot of that comic is how she's the one with it together, right? Like this is not a male dominated comic. This is her having her crap together and Clint falling apart at the seams.
0: I get it. I just think Wonder Woman is the embodiment before everybody else was. Fair enough. That's all.
1: I can't, I can't, I can't disagree with that.
0: Right. It is what it is. But it's your list, Jared. I guess we'll let you keep it. So. Thank you. Aside from your number one on your top five, you were dynamite today on this episode, Jared. Thank you, sir. You were Fantastic. Um, we got some pl- things to plug real quick, so listen up real quick. We have a website, TheInfinityBros.com. Go check that out. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok is going to be the new medium for us, Jared. I feel like 2020 is our year. Those are your words. But I yep. think TikTok might be one of the ways we're going to get a lot of our new listeners. Um, I, I really love this platform. So if you if you do TikTok, go check us out. Jared had a hilarious video. He's not talking about it, uh, but you'll know it when you see it. Go search for us on TikTok. It is hilarious. Um, you could send us an email at the theinfinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. Go leave us a review if you loved it. If you're still listening to us and you haven't left us a review, you are wasting your time. Let me tell you that right now because you need to support us because we love you and you've made it this far. You should never have made it this far if you didn't love us. So that's yeah, all it has to for say. Sure. Discord as well. Jared, you've plugged Discord earlier. You talked about it. What a great network! We love our community on Discord. We have some great guys that we listen to from other podcasts. You can talk about anything that we talk about on this show, Jarrett, How many like channels do we have on Discord? We gotta have like twenty.
1: Oh man, yeah, it's getting up there, and we we constantly add new ones because uh, there's been a lot of good dialogue about like, hey, we literally didn't have a comics Discord until or a comics channel until last week. So uh, check it out. Tell us what we're missing. Tell us what you want to talk about on the show. And yeah, we're, we're open to anything and everything. Just come chat with us.
0: Yeah, come. We, we'd love we love to hear your thoughts, too. You can follow us on all those platforms, too. So, well, uh, Jared, thanks so much again. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your evening, Jared. Yeah, man, you as well. And thank you, listeners, for taking time out of your day. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we're grateful you spent it with us. So, as always, we love you, 3000. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye. Bye.